Welcome home. This is Audio XP for the 19th of October 2019, and the title of this episode is No Offence, But. This is the Geek Native Highlight Show, and in this brief podcast, I'll track you through some of the posts that appeared on Geek Native in the last week. Before we start, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have peace and quiet, or find yourself in the centre of a bizarre adventure? A few weeks back, we discovered that most geeks would turn down adventure if it meant never seeing their friends, family or pets again. This is a slightly different question. The sacrifice is less. Have a think about it. Adventure or peace and quiet? I'll tell you how geeks and non-geeks answered at the end of the podcast. This podcast is a tiny bit different this week. Rather than being recorded on Saturday morning, I'm recording audio XP on Friday night. It's the witching hour here on the coast of Scotland, and it's tipping down with heavy rain, and the flashing blue and red lights of an emergency response vehicle are splashing against my wall. While it might feel different to me, there should be no practical impact on you. If anything truly significant happens overnight, we'll pick it up and chat about it later. So, why the change? Tomorrow, I'm at the Scotland Loves Anime Festival at the Filmhouse. It's a chance to see some anime on the big screen and one or two premieres while we're there. I've seen three shows. I've written one up on Geek Native as a review, and I therefore have quite a lot still to do. The first feature-length animation I watched was The Relative Worlds. It looks stunning, and I knew very little about it going into the cinema. Then in the opening segment, a young boy's mother mysteriously died. I thought I was about to watch a a slice-of-life anime, but I was wrong. The Relative Worlds adds in killer cyborgs and bioborgs, and the two main characters are potential love interests in one dimension, but they're trying to kill each other in a different one. I've also seen Human Lost. That's a dark sci-fi, where the world has become horribly polluted, but we've come so far with medicine that we don't need doctors anymore. Even death can be cured. Should we cure death, though? There are good philosophical questions in Human Lost, Questions about what does it mean to be human, what is the cost of progress, and what sort of future do we want? Those questions, though, are hidden under lots of mutant monsters fighting each other, action scenes, and punks on bikes. It was good, but of the three films that I've seen so far, I'd give the action title to The Relative World. My favourite so far, and I have a half dozen still to watch, is The Case of Hannah and Alice. This is a rotoscope anime, which means it was filmed with real people, and then animated over. I think of Lord of the Rings, you know, the first animation, whenever I think of rotoscoping, but the case of Hannah and Alice looks nothing like that. It looks like a normal anime, except with a genius level of attention to the body movement and mannerisms. Of course, it achieves that because actual humans were acting. Uh, Nothing much happens in the case of Hannah and Alice. Sure, we're always a few minutes away from something dramatic happening, but the rebellious girls struggle through, That may seem boring. There are no giant robots, no ninja or warrior princesses. But there is brilliant storytelling, great characters and a lot of feel-good moments. That's why I like anime so much. As a medium, it's well-placed to tell great stories. And the talented people who work in the industry dedicate their lives to precisely that. Speaking of dedication, I'll very quickly mention that the patron thank you gift this month is a little glowing Kodama spirit model. If you're a patron before the 28th of October, then when patron processes subscriptions at the end of the month, 
Kodama will be sent to you uh, as a thank you for backing Geek Native. Another bargain worth knowing about is an offer on Humble Bundle this month. There's a bunch of old World of Darkness Werewolf and Banffer supplements up for grabs. You get three for a dollar and treble that for eight dollars. There are no core rulebooks though, or anything like that. But if you're looking for a backfill for your original World of Darkness collection, then the offer may well be of interest. Cubicle 7 did a nice thing with Humble Bundle this week. The publisher's Dark Heresy offer is over, but they wrote up just how much money the bundle made for Doctors Without Borders. Impressively, gamers helped raise $80,000 for this amazing charity, all by buying grimdark sci-fi RPGs. Good. Sticking with big money, let's talk about $1.5 million. That's how much the Oathworn Into the Deepwood Kickstarter has raised. That's a lot of money. But Oathworn has worked the convention scene all year, made a lot of friends, recruited a lot of YouTubers, and well, the game looks amazing. It's a legacy game, which means the actions you take in it affect what happens later on. You play characters, and if there are not enough PCs, you control supporting characters too. Each has different abilities, a well-written background, and motivations. You know, just like an RPG. The first half of the board game is a story. It's a choose-your-own-adventure, written by a New York Times best-selling grimdark author. The second half is a monster battle in the deep wood. They've only shown us a few of what these super-sized monster minis look like, because they want to preserve the wow factor of people playing the game. In fact, the boss monsters come in little boxes and ship inside a larger box to try and keep them secret. It's all very impressive. It's also expensive. If you want both boxes, the main game and that creature create, before shipping you'll need to find $300 for the game. And it's not all been good news and successes in the headlines this week. Early on I find myself writing about the technical troubles Ingress faced. The timing could not have been worse. Ingress is a game from Niantic. You know, the other people who made Pokemon Go and the Harry Potter game Wizards United, those two games are licensed properties, but Ingress is Niantic's own. They've had to update their app, launching Ingress Prime on Unity and withdrawing the old app. Niantic has also started to charge for attending the big mass battles known as anomalies. Making gamers pay for something that was once free is never easy, and Niantic didn't do hugely well with this. They enforced the change at relatively short notice. So for the servers, app, or both to fail during the very first paid event, it's horrible timing. And that's precisely what happened. I still play Ingress a lot. If I'm out for a walk, which I try and do, I'll open up the app and try and rescue parts of the city. I noticed when Niantic invited players to come up with ways to make the game sustainable. That sounded like code for, we better make some money for this game or else. If that's the case, I think they'll need to expand the game and introduce payments in the new areas. They'll also have to stick clear of that pay-to-win fail point. The problem with an app that works on the scale that Ingress does is that it's hard to test and learn. Wizards of the Coast don't have that problem. They've been ramping up their Unearthed Arcana playtests. This week, they've given us the Rune Knight, Swarmkeeper and the Revived to test. I'm sure that, mechanically speaking, they're all fine. However, I suggest that Wizards of the Coast seem to be underexposed to gamers with imaginations. You see, at level 3, the revived, which is a rogue archetype, no longer needs to eat, drink, or even breathe. These are all concerns of the living. 
Now, a character that does not need to breathe does not have a considerable advantage in a sword fight. I know. Later, layer on politics, drama, and intrigue, and I think it's a very different story. I'm sure imaginative players can go to town with the revived. I think the Rune Knight will be popular too. Here we have a fighter archetype, but someone who's mastered the magic of runes to become a magically enhanced fighter. I recommend the Civil Land Viking setting for 5e, if that sounds particularly good. Oh yeah, so the Swarm Keeper. Sounds cool. Well, if the Revived no longer needs to bother seeming to be mortal at level 3, then the Swarm Keeper can summon some fish. Or I suppose they could swum- summon some bees. Whoopee. As you can tell, I'm not entirely sold on the poor Swarm Keeper. That, after all, is the whole point of releasing material early so that Wizards of the Coast can adjust according to feedback and before adding them to D&D proper. Although I think most of the feedback Wizards of the Coast got this week was about a video from Cat. You see, the D&D Facebook page posted a short video made by BBC3. Already this is risky. Look at the comments if you can bear Facebook, and you'll see dozens of gamers who thought the video was Wizards of the Coast's marketing material. It wasn't. It wasn't even made by them. In the video, Kat says that D&D isn't just for nerds. And what's wrong with that? I'm not sure, but I do know that that video didn't fit well with me. I think my issue is that Kat clearly doesn't think she's a nerd, but is now pleased D&D has become so mainstream it's socially acceptable to play it. I've written more about my thoughts on the blog, but in summary, it's okay to be a nerd cat. If you're enjoying exploring fantasy worlds in the theatre of your mind with friends, dice and books, then, cat, you are at least a little nerdy. On reflection, starting the video with no offence but sets it up for a fail. And on that note, Let's wrap up with that head-to-head of geeks versus non-geeks on the question of would you rather live in peace and quiet or find yourself in the centre of a bizarre adventure? Have you decided which you would prefer? Like Cat, if you don't consider yourself a geek, then you're a little more likely to want adventure to peace and quiet. Geek Native survey shows that 51.9% of non-geeks would go for an adventure. It's a different story for people who identify as geeks, 54.7% of geeks would rather have the peace and quiet than the bizarre adventure. Good to know. Thanks for listening, and until next week.